Welcome to Chopping Down the RD Exam. I'm Dietitian Faraz. I hold a doctorate in education. I've been a professor for several years, and I'm here to help you conquer your exam, and I know you will because you are smart, you are skilled, and you got this. Hit it. Hello there. Welcome to the podcast. We're going to be going over casein versus whey and lactose intolerance today. And before we get into these topics, I want to mention that we have our RD exam review program that's now available, which includes video lectures that cover all four domains with full explanations, tons of mnemonics, illustrations, animations, and tables. And each video lecture also has a pre and post test and a super duper colorful set of corresponding notes. This program is now available at chompdowndietetics.com, and if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out. With that being said, let's get into our appetizer question. Jeff takes a lactose tolerance test, which reveals an increase in blood glucose of 45 milligrams per deciliter above the fasting baseline blood glucose taken before the test. Which of the following best describes this result? A. Jeff is lactose intolerant. B. Jeff has a major lactase deficiency. C. Jeff is not lactose intolerant. D. Both B and C. So let's start with milk. Now, milk is awesome, right? It's super nutritious, goes great with cookies, and one of its most interesting properties is the different types of proteins it contains. There are actually two milk proteins to keep in mind, which are casein and whey. Casein is a milk protein that precipitates out at a pH of about 4.6, and forms a solid curd when exposed to an acid or an enzyme like rennet. It accounts for 80% of milk protein composition, so a huge amount. We can remember casein is solid by thinking casein starts with the word case. So think of it like a brief case, since a brief case is solid in structure, right? You can also think of the phrase, you make a solid case. The other 20% of milk protein composition is accounted for something called whey, which is the liquid that comes out from the casein curd, and whey precipitates out when milk is heated. Now, in addition to proteins, milk has something called lactose, and we need to talk about it right now. So, I got two little kids, and trust me when I tell you both of these tiny humans drink a ton of milk. I, however, can't drink any milk, like at all, because I'm lactose intolerant. So lactose is a carbohydrate that is classified as a disaccharide because it's made up of two monosaccharides, which are glucose and galactose. In order to use lactose for energy, it needs to be broken down into its monosaccharides and the enzyme lactase can break down lactose into glucose and galactose. Remember, a lot of terms that end in ACE are actually enzymes. Now, generally when we're young, we have a ton of lactase floating around in our bodies because when we're young, we drink a ton of milk. And milk is filled with lactose, which needs lactase to break it down. There are those of us that don't have much lactase flowing through us, even as children, but generally, kids do have a lot of lactase available. Now, some people continue to have a bunch of lactase floating around their bodies, even as adults, so they can consume lactose without any issues, and this is known as lactase persistence. But on the other hand, 
there are a bunch of people who have an issue with consuming lactose as they get older because they have a limited amount of lactase. This is referred to as lactose intolerance. It's characterized by a deficiency of lactase. Now, there's a lot of theories as to why some adults have more lactase as adults than others, but genetics is commonly thought of to be a contributing factor. For people who don't have much lactase as adults, the thought is that this is because in these people, as they get older, their bodies naturally decrease the production of lactase because their bodies naturally assume that milk consumption will be decreasing, so they won't need as much lactase. So now, without much lactase floating around, once they do consume lactose, it doesn't get broken down into its monosaccharides, and it actually travels through the GI system essentially intact. So as a result, the body sends water towards lactose in an effort to dilute it, and that results in symptoms like diarrhea, cramps, distension. And as it moves further along in the GI tract, the gut bacteria gets attracted to lactose and starts fermenting it. And one of the byproducts of this process is carbon dioxide. Now, this carbon dioxide release can actually be used to diagnose lactose intolerance because when hydrogen is produced, it goes into the bloodstream, then exhaled in an hour to hour and a half of being produced. Now, since it's exhaled, a breath hydrogen test can be used to detect it and help diagnose lactose intolerance. Another way to diagnose lactose intolerance is something called the lactose tolerance test. Basically, you're going to ask the person that you're testing to fast. Then you're going to check their blood glucose level to get a baseline level. And then you're going to give them something to consume that has a certain amount of lactose, up to 50 grams of lactose being the most common. And then you're going to wait. And after waiting, you're going to check their blood glucose again. Now, if the person is lactose intolerant, their glucose levels will rise less than 25 milligrams per deciliter above the baseline blood glucose that you had initially measured. So it'll result in a flat curve if it's plotted. This makes sense because in lactose intolerance, lactose isn't broken down properly to release glucose and galactose. So if lactose is not being broken down, consuming it won't cause much of a rise in blood glucose because that glucose will not be released from lactose to be taken up by the blood. On the flip side, if blood glucose rises more than 25 milligrams per deciliter above baseline, then that person is considered to be tolerant of lactose because that means lactose was broken down into glucose. That glucose did hit the bloodstream and that's reflected in the blood glucose level. For those who are lactose intolerant, we recommend basically avoiding lactose. So following a lactose-free diet, Little amounts of aged cheese, yogurt, lactate, and lactalbumin may be tolerated in some people. We also recommend supplementing with calcium and riboflavin to help mitigate any potential deficiencies. If you'd like to see this topic presented visually and with more mnemonics, head on over to Chompdown Dietetics to check out our Dietitian Exam Review Program. With that being said, let's revisit our appetizer question. Jeff takes a lactose tolerance test, which reveals an increase in blood glucose of 45 milligrams per deciliter above the fasting baseline blood glucose taken before the test. Which of the following best describes this result? A. Jeff is lactose intolerant. B. Jeff has a major lactase deficiency. C. Jeff is not lactose intolerant. D. Both B and C. So let's highlight our keywords of lactose tolerance test. 
increase in blood glucose of 45 milligrams per deciliter, and best describes this result. Let's start with A. So if Jeff was lactose intolerant, his glucose levels would have rose less than 25 milligrams per deciliter above the baseline blood glucose since in lactose intolerance, lactose isn't broken down properly to release glucose. So if lactose is not being broken down, consuming it won't cause much of a rise in blood glucose because that glucose will not be released from lactose to be taken up by the blood. Jeff had an increase in blood glucose of 45 milligrams per deciliter above the fasting baseline blood glucose, which means he isn't lactose intolerant. So we can eliminate this answer. How about B? Well, lactose intolerance is characterized by lactase deficiency. So this answer is basically another way of saying lactose intolerance, which we already eliminated in answer A. So we can eliminate answer B here as well. How about C? So since Jeff's blood glucose did rise more than 25 milligrams per deciliter above baseline, then that means Jeff is not lactose intolerant because a rise in blood glucose indicates that lactose was broken down into glucose. That glucose did hit the bloodstream, and that's why the blood glucose level was 45 milligrams per deciliter above the baseline. How about D? So since we already eliminated B, that Jeff has a major lactase deficiency, that means we can also automatically eliminate D since it's a combo answer. And that would leave us with C, that Jeff is not lactose intolerant, and that is indeed the correct answer. All right, that's a wrap for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you have any questions or you just want to share some thoughts about your exam, hit us up on our socials, which are listed in the episode description. With that being said, I will catch you later. Bye-bye.